Welcome to Better Advertising with Better AMS. I am your host, Justin Knuckles, and today we will be talking about the social aspects of Amazon. By that, I mean the ways Amazon seems to be rolling out and focusing on the social media aspects within the marketplace. Things like the follow button, posts, going live, etc. And I am joined by the Senior Manager of E-Commerce Marketplaces, Emery Steinweg from Love Pops. With that, let's dive in. Well, hey, welcome in, Emery. Glad to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. We have someone here from the Love Pops team. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Love Pops, it is the best experience when getting a card. You know, you open up the card and it, it really comes to life. Um, but before that, um, you were at Love. You've been at Love Pop now for about a year. Um, a little bit of your experience in e-commerce and marketplaces before that, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I've been at Love Pop for about a year. And yes, it is a amazing experience when you open a card and you're surprised with the sculpt inside. Um, so I have loved being a part of something so special. And before Love Pop, I was at a e-commerce agency consultancy called One Stone. And I was a client manager there for a little over two years. And so what I did was manage different brands on marketplaces, mostly focused on Amazon and Walmart, but got to dabble in a couple others as well. So that's that's my background. That's awesome. And Amazon and Walmart are seeming to be the two leading marketplaces. But I'm just curious, what other marketplaces did you scratch into? Yeah, a little bit of Home Depot. I've been able to launch on Zulily, which has been really neat on with Love Pop. And then also looking into Etsy and I think there's, oh, um, Chewy as well. I got to dabble in that a little bit. So definitely have some experience in more than Walmart and Amazon. But of course, that's where most of my time goes. That is so cool. I, I rarely think of Home Depot or even Chewy as like a marketplace, but no, those totally make sense given, you know, the number of sellers and brands in those spaces. Um, but very cool. Bringing it back to Love Pop. Um, I mean, obviously it is a, a massive brand, massive catalog of SKUs. You've got numerous cards for pretty much every occasion, holiday, um, yep. reason to send a card. How do you manage a catalog of that size that's constantly changing with, you know, what's in demand between seasonality, um, and across the multiple marketplaces you sell on? Absolutely. It is not easy, but we do it. Um, I definitely underestimated the amount of process and communication that goes into managing that many SKUs. So when we head into a quarter, we have a line list that goes through um, our merchandising team and all the way through production. And then when it gets to the point of item setup, that's when it's tossed over the fence to my team and we manage it through a couple different softwares, but the biggest one is Smartsheets. Um, that helps us with our communication flow. And then um, good old you know, Google Sheets, I will say, sometimes I'm still in Google Sheets here. Um, and that is when I toss it over again to our agency that we work with that helps with new item setup. And then immediately we're creating variations because we have a ton of product, like you said, and the way that we group them together on Amazon is really important. Um, so it's definitely tough and I don't do it perfectly all the time. But one thing that I wanted to talk about that has been on top of mind since managing Amazon brands is shopping for the product every single day. So my old supervisor 
um, at One Stone, Jimmy Barber. He's um, a leader in this industry. And that's what he encouraged me to do was search your product, be on Amazon everyday shopping like a consumer would. And that's a really great way to manage your catalog. Obviously, there's tools out there that can automate okay, when a title changes, when a bullet changes, but really the experience of a consumer is very, very important to managing a catalog. So I, I do it every day and there's probably three or four things that I see that we need to go action on. So that's that's a little bit of how I do it. That is a great piece of advice. I think everybody could take away, even us as totally. you know, advertising agency um, taking a view from the customer seat is so important. You know, looking at the search results, seeing maybe a new customer popped up in the search results. Maybe they're running a new kind of ad that you could take some points from. So that is a really good point to take. Yeah, I, I always remember it and I always want to give Jimmy the shout out just because it's it's so pivotal to managing an Amazon catalog. Because if you're not in the shoes of your customer, you get stuck in the weeds of... A cost and this, and it doesn't even none of that matters if the if when someone lands on your PDP, it's not a good experience. And so, just getting back to the basics of images, bullets, titles, all of that is just so important. Yeah, it's kind of easy for us to forget, you know, just looking at a screen every day when back in the day you had to go walk the shell or like look at the, the yes. aisles and the shelves for your product and, and see what is new and popping up. So, good totally. reminder to keep for us. Yeah, um, absolutely. Going back to the point you had on all the process that goes into really getting a SKU, uh, a new SKU rather, to to market, how long does that typically take you? I mean, it, it sounds like you know you have multiple hands in the you know on the the machine uh, in the factory. So what? Um, it's kind of like an expected timeline to get to market. Okay, if you're talking from the very start, I would say we work around five to six to seven months in advance. So our team is working on Mother's Day products right now, finalizing designs, and then they go into you know a testing phase. So there's different phases out throughout creation. And once it gets to finalization where we're going to actually run the product through production and you know go through quality control, the dimensions, the colors, assign a skew, give it a UPC, all of that. Mm -hmm. From that moment to launching on Amazon, I would say is about six to seven weeks. And then we try and have photography done around the same time. But of course, that doesn't always happen perfectly. Um, so we try and get our products from that test batch phase to load within six to seven weeks. And then, of course, you need to get inventory in. So that's that's a reason why it's even ahead of the game for that process to happen, too. Right. No, I, I was curious with, you know, having such a large machine and if you guys were doing it faster than that. But that is kind of what I've heard from other sellers is a, you know, prep time to market is, you know, a couple months if it's from scratch. But if you have a working idea, it can be, you know, maybe two months or six to seven weeks, like you said. Yeah, we also do speed to market products. If we're seeing something really take off, then we can obviously speed up that process. But when we're doing a full season, like planning for Mother's Day, that is way far in advance um, to make sure that everything goes smoothly. And then typically, how long does a SKU sit um, 
sit active before you guys look to to discontinue it. I mean, I feel like the caveat here is always it depends on performance, but on average, you know, how long do you see a a car design kind of last for you guys? I would say around three years. We have something called Vault at Love Pop, and it's essentially our products that we are going to be retiring soon or are no longer in production. So they're sold at a discounted rate. However, the biggest challenge that I faced on Amazon with having products that you know you want to convince the algorithm are better than your product three years ago. And so I have to represent Amazon in our product calls. If someone's saying we should retire the flower basket, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's our number one product on Amazon. No way, Jose, we can't do that. So there's definitely nuances to when a product is retired, but from like a brand perspective, I would say it's between three, two and a half to three and a half years. Um, of course, like you said, depends on performance, but our, our top sellers that do really well are, are around for a very long time. Okay. That's interesting. And that, I mean, that just goes to show everybody listening, like the, the amount of work that goes into creating new products across multiple holidays and, you know, keeping, keeping the inventory full of new designs. So that is impressive. I have to say. Yeah. Greeting card shoppers love new designs. And so that is something that we focus on. But again, on Amazon, we are not a brand that has a hero product that has been around for seven years. We have new products popping up left and right. That's why our variant strategy is so important. And that's why advertising that I'm sure we'll get into next is a perfect segue into maybe the next topic. But our advertising is so important to scale products that are new quickly and try and convince that algorithm, hey, this is a this is a new product that we want to push, not this old Santa Claus scale. So yeah, no, I mean, let's let's get into that advertising um, a little bit. Um, I mean, with new to brand customers, I'm thinking, you know, as you're launching new products, those are really for um, not only new to brand customers, but your most loyal brand customers um, who, you know, they don't want to continue shopping and receiving and sending the same cards. So it's really for them as well. Um, So how do you really market a new product to to your audience is both new to brand customers and brand loyal customers, um, PPC and otherwise. Yeah. So I would love to see our repeat customer on Amazon increase. That's actually one of my 2023 goals because we have a ton of new to brand every month. And so we are acquiring new customers. And so we do retargeting to them, of course, but there are so many competitors on Amazon for pop-up cards that are even at a lower price point. So I do think it, it is a, it's a tough environment. However, we variant our products with old products. So if you have number one selling Christmas card in our classic Christmas card variant, if we have new products that are also classic Christmas cards, we're going to variant those together and put most of our ad dollars behind that legacy top seller because that's what converts and Amazon understands that. And then in the variation, hope that they can also see some of the new cards. Um, I've dabbled with adding new in the variant description. Mm -hmm. However, I do think they're very difficult to change after you make that decision. And so I don't want to 
have new on there when it's no longer new and then be like new, 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 new 2023. Like it might just get very convoluted and messy. So it's hard, but we also do sponsored brand. Of course we do sponsored brand. And when we do that, we have like a legacy card and then two new. And so that's a good way for visibility as well. Um, And then our store page also is a great place to host new releases And most of our sales come from our homepage on the store page. So we put a lot of our top or our new, hopefully top sellers on that page as well for visibility. Yeah. I mean, I love to hear you guys are using a lot of the, I guess we'll call them creative ad types, you know, sponsor brand, um, even sponsor display, even possibly a little bit, but um, in a category that's filled with sellers that are so low price driven. That's really their, yep. their selling point. Um, differentiating by something other than that, like um, custom images, videos is, is fantastic. So um, I know one of the things you um, kind of highlight to the industry is, you know, the social aspects of, of Amazon. So, um, you know, what areas or features of Amazon and seller central are you looking to um, currently um, around that space to help differentiate from some of these sellers that are so, you know, just low price driven. Yes, absolutely. So this is something that I have been excited about for the last couple of years. When I was at One Stone and post rolled out at the end of 2019, I think it was, I was the person who jumped on it and gave the, you know, hey, One Stone, other client managers, like, here's what posts are like, this is what they're used for. So I did a deep dive in posts from the beginning. So it's been fun to see it evolve. But in general, like we're very social beings. So I'm not surprised Amazon is leaning into this. And as TikTok is growing so much, Facebook, Instagram, um, all of it is video creation. I actually read a stat when I was preparing for this call that 50% of users on Facebook and Instagram, or they spend their time on video content now. So the other 50% is scrolling or browsing, whatever, but the other 50% is reels. And so I'm excited to see Amazon, you know, stepping into this video, like short-term video content. I don't think they've done leaps and bounds with it yet, as I will get into my experience with with each of them. Um, But I am excited to see them step into it for sure. Yeah, it wasn't surprising. I mean, we saw Am or Instagram rather kind of take some some notes from TikTok once TikTok really went viral a couple of years back, and then Amazon's just a couple of steps behind now, starting to get into the influencer uh, social space. So, um, I mean, you hinted on it a little bit, but what is some of your experience with some of those um, you know features and tools? Yep. So I can start out with the store page since that was the very first brand centric place, I guess, a plus content probably was first, but all that to stay, the store page is really important. And I pulled some stats just for the listeners to kind of maybe go back and look at their stats and compare, um, and actually have some, something tangible to walk away with. But about, um, 12% of our sales year to date come from our Amazon store page. And so when you're, when you're talking about conversion and getting the customer to a place where they don't see competitors, this is a really important place to do that. Um, 60% of our sales come from the homepage and about 5% of our store page sales come from post. So all that to say, if I go into post, 
this is a free mechanism for brands to post like an Instagram. I mean, I know you know this, but just education piece for listeners if they don't know what posts are. Um, it's it's a way to show more lifestyle images. The consumer can follow your brand through this. And again, it's free. So why not? Why not be in that space? And so one one of my posts this year has gotten 10,000 impressions from one post. That's not horrible for for it being free, for free. right? <laughs> exactly. So the the big kicker with post is two things. One, you can easily follow the brand from, which I can get into why that's important in a second. And two, they click into your store page from it. And that's where a sale is made. And so that's how I figured out 5% of our sales about come from post is because I took our sale per visitor metric from you know the Amazon advertising C store insights and yeah. divided our clicks into the store from post or I multiplied the per visit price times clicks to store and I was able to find that 5%. So that 12% is incremental when you're thinking about increasing your sales 10% next year, 20% next year. It's really important. And more than anything, it's free. So like that is why it is so dang, you know, important to get on. Um, and I want to go back to the follow aspect of the the social posts that you talked about. Yes, why is yes. follow so important? So follow is very important for a couple reasons. When you go live on Amazon through the Amazon creator app, if someone has their push notifications on, they can alert, hey, Love Pop, a brand you follow just went live. Click and watch. And then manage your customer experience or engagement, excuse me. You can send emails to customers who follow your brand. Now, the visibility of the follow button historically has not been great. So a lot of people don't even know you can follow brands on Amazon. So one thing we've done at Love Pop to help with all of this is a couple things. The first thing is on our PDP image carousel, we have a very generic, almost like an infographic that shows a phone with an arrow that kind of shows the link to our store page. And it says, Go to Love Pop's Amazon store page to shop our full collection. When someone clicks on that, it allows them to shop like they're on our own website. The way we, that we've built it out is shop occasion, shop holiday, new releases, deals. And it allows them to actually have a, have a very brand experience on Amazon. And there aren't competitors on our store page. And so you can't even see you know, the $5.99 pop-up card that someone is selling. And then secondly, is on our store page, we have a banner on the homepage that says, follow Love Pop for updates and lives from Love Pop team members. And so it, it calls it out. And so I would just encourage if you're a brand, those are really simple things to do to increase your follows and increase people clicking on that store page because to me, I think people convert more on the store page because it feels like very brand experience and you really trust it. And um, it's just like a beautiful experience without a ton of distraction, if you will. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to unpack there. I mean, the follow button giving you access to email customers directly through Amazon like that, that could probably be a whole podcast topic in and of itself. But um, the fact, like you said, storefronts are massive and, um, you know, no competitors on that page. And it's why sponsor brand ads that push to storefront pages do so well. But, you know, bring it back to posts where we started. Um, that's essentially a free sponsor brand ad that gets traffic into your listing and it's incremental. So. Yeah, huge call out there. You can actually look on the Amazon store page metrics, what percent is coming from organic versus an ad. And weirdly enough, our organic is way higher than paid for the store page. And so that could be from Google. I mean, there's a million reasons why organic is showing up, but we do spend, of course, on sponsored brand, which leads or sponsored display, which can lead to the store page. Um, so it's important and it's definitely hard to manage because things are constantly changing. But I think if you have some discipline around making it the way someone, a customer would enjoy shopping for your product, I think it's really, um, a pivotal, a pivotal thing to get done. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of sponsored brands, um, you know, going away from posts a little bit into sponsored brands, is there um, anything special you guys are trying there with video, even potentially off-platform video? And now that that beta is rolled out, so sponsored video is something that we have dabbled in, and we actually see pretty good performance from the Amazon created video ads. They've been running for a really long time for our brand, and so even when I've tried launching new videos that our team creates or an influencer mm -hmm. creates, they don't perform as well because the history is just not there. And so I think I might need to be more patient for it, but that is something that we need to dig into more. And um, I'm excited for potentially more of the short form video um, that is in beta right now with Amazon, um, just like, you know, TikTok. And so hopefully we'll be able to repurpose existing content for that. But it is important. I know there's a lot of new features coming out that all all of us should learn about. Absolutely. I mean, so are you guys doing TikTok as well? It sounds like as you're excited about short form. Yes, we, we do TikTok. So that is someone else on our team who manages that. And they do not drive to Amazon. So that is something that is unique when you're at a brand is the diversification of who gets what platform in some ways um, and where the profitability is. So as of right now, TikTok drives to lovepop.com, our DDC brand or site. However, I think it would be important for Love Pop Amazon to get influencer TikTok videos going. Um, so that's something I would love to get more involved with as well for our Amazon business. I, I feel like, we can only speak it and it'll come out in a couple of you know months or years. Um, you know, we've already seen influencers be a huge part of um, creating their own kind of storefronts and recommended products. So um, as social as we're talking, Amazon's going, that has to only be a couple steps behind. Right. And if we're continuing down the path of the way that brands can talk to their consumer on Amazon is through Amazon lives. And I have done the last year, probably 10 Amazon lives and the performance is not great. Now our top Amazon lives are during Mother's Day and Valentine's Day where the intent to purchase is super high. 
where if I just did an Amazon live this week, it would not perform as well. So I think using the influencers for Amazon live is way better for brands than going out on your own. Because even if you look at the Amazon live landing page, it's not brands, it's all influencers. And so I've tried to make our thumbnail look like I'm an influencer, <laughs> but I'm not. And so I, I do think our products would do better if they sat with an influencer on Amazon Live. But of course, that costs money and we're, we're, we're being a bit scrappy right now. So that's why I've stepped into that, which has been very fun too. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you can be an influencer on Amazon just doing live. So we'll go with it. We'll call you the influencer. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so have you guys really seen the best performance then out of kind of those high intent days, you know, deal days or or holidays where, you know, clearly people are buying cards for, um, those tend to be the best times to run lives then? Yes. And a couple things on lives that are helpful is featuring a deal while you're run while you're running the live. I think featuring new products is super helpful. I talked about our new paper pop line. These are a bit smaller cards. Our average pop-up card is $13 and the paper pop are a bit lower than that. And so I featured that last time. And then this is a great way to also remind your viewers to follow the brand and then answer questions and concerns that you see in the Q&A section of your listings. That's another thing that I'm really passionate about is Whatever your reviews are saying and the questions that are on your PDPs, that's what you need to be talking about in your bullets, in your, you know, live, within your store page, all of those, because you can see a theme in your reviews. Like one of our biggest negative reviews is they are like, oh, it was smaller than I thought. I want it to be bigger. I want the sculpt to be bigger. And all right, great. We put the sizing higher up on the bullets. We added more scale shots. Um, and so in your live, talking about those things, I think is helpful. And then of course, peak season, like I'm planning on going live on Black Friday, Cyber Monday timeframe, going to go live for Christmas. So all of that is very helpful. But just like for some stats on Amazon Live, we have about 5,000 followers on Amazon and our average views on our lives are 500, 500 views. Mm -hmm. Our top views are 967. And that was the Mother's Day live. Average sales, $797. Top sales, 1890 So those are really small numbers, like sales numbers compared to what we do in a day on those days. So I would say you should do it as a brand because it's a way to connect with your customer, but it's not going to, you know, change your business. And then another thing to note, last thing on Amazon live is that the live lives on your store page for 24 hours after the live. And so when you click on the homepage, it's there and that's how you get most of these views. And so you can look at by day, your store page views and decide, okay, Mondays, is when we have on average the most views on our store page. So going live on like a Sunday evening and then all day Monday, the live is there. So being strategic about what day of the week you go live is important as well. Yeah, making sure after you're you're not live that the most eyeballs possible are still seeing that piece of content. 
Exactly. Because during lives, I mean, it's my family who's watching and Love Pop <laughs> employees. Like I'm like, hey, fam. Hey, Love Pop. I'm going live. Come watch. And it's I have maybe 15 to 30 people watching. And in all the comments, it's like, I love Love Pop. And I'm like, yep, that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like these are real customers. Yeah, these um, are real customers. Yeah. So all of the views come after. <laughs> I think that's super important for brands to not expect that this is, you know, not going to be a massive incremental sales driver, but it opens up so much for you down the road. First off, like you said, if you do it properly, you can potentially get a f in front of negative feedback or, or concerns and say, hey, if you're worried about size, here's how big it really is. Just setting expectations or, um, you know, second, getting the follow for the brand later on so they can be notified of, you know, when you're going live next. So, um not to think of it as a sales driver, big, uh, important call out. No, it's, it's using what Amazon has to offer all of what they have to offer. And so when I have talked about these in the past, I'm like, yeah, it's not that incremental, but it's important. So about, I don't know if it was maybe a month ago or even just last week, I can't keep up with everything, but the customer engagement, there's a new option within creating a campaign that you can email your repeat customers. So for the longest time, manager customer engagement was just emailing brand followers. So for those of you who don't know what manage your customer engagement is, it's basically a way to email customers like products that you want to promote. And there's templates, you don't, there's very little customization other than adding what ASIN you want to promote. And I have seen very few sales. I mean, our open rate is pretty high and our click-through rate is pretty high. Um, however, we don't see a ton of sales from the actual email, but now there is a way to email repeat customers. So I'm actually looking at it right now. It says customers who have purchased more than one order from this brand in the last 12 months. These are your loyal customers. And the audience size for us is 30,000. Where brand followers, these are people who have clicked to follow this brand on Amazon, 5,071. So the fact that now we have access to repeat customers is awesome, but we've been testing it already. So like, that's why it's important to get <laughs> on board quick with certain things, because then you have now an opportunity to reach 30,000 people and you've already have the learnings. So I encourage people to just jump on everything. Yeah. Takes time. So get it rolling now and enjoy the benefits later on as Love Pop um, and Emery are already doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, last question for you here. Um, I love to just end the, end the conversation this way and, you know, pick your brain and see what inspiration yeah. you take from, um, you know, as much as you know about social and e-commerce as a whole, what podcast books, um, kind of thought leaders do you, uh, do you follow? Yeah. Good question. So I have listened to CPG guys for a while. I've also listened to the bobsled marketing podcast with Carrie Masters. I follow a bunch of Amazon advertising team members on LinkedIn. I read a lot of Forbes, Wall Street Journal. Um, I actually have a couple people that I meet with every other week and we just kind of knowledge share. So that's something I really encourage e-commerce folks to get involved with. The community is so rich and deep that 
you can chat with people about these things. So there are two other women in e-commerce that I meet with every other week. And it's fun just to talk about apps we're using. Like I'm using this new app. Oh, I'm using this cool content creation, you know, software to make new video ads. Like there's just so much that you can learn from other people. And I think that's what I love about e-commerce is people are willing and excited to just talk about it because it's such a fun industry to be involved with. So those are some kind of dabble in a bunch of different stuff. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. No, giving credit where credit is due to, um, yeah, the people we learn from. I'm same way. Like we, we all have knowledge sharing here with anybody and everybody in this space. So if you're not active already, you know, come talk to us all on LinkedIn. Emery's on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. So happy to, um, you know, share what we're all trying. Um, with that, I appreciate the time today, Emery. Yeah. Thank this you so much so for fun. being here. I love it. Yeah. I love talking about e-commerce. So anytime. Well, with that, I wish you the best uh, in the rest of Q4. Um, smooth sailing. Thank you so much.